Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. My name is Joan Wright. I'm an employability and careers consultant and I work in the business school with postgraduate students, students on master's programmes in the business school. And I'm very pleased today to be joined by a former Exeter student, an Exeter alum called Anna Smolyaninov. And Anna is here to tell us about a little bit about her experiences of studying at Exeter and studying other places and what she's now doing now, how she got her graduate job. So very welcome, Anna. Can you tell me a little bit about you, where you're from and your degree at Exeter? Sure, absolutely. So hello, everyone. It's very nice to meet you. And uh, my name is Anna. I was born in Kazakhstan in Central Asia, and I lived uh, in the UK for the duration of six years before moving to Luxembourg, I think around two years ago. And in terms of my current situation, I'm finishing up my MBA studies here in Luxembourg. And before that, I completed a bachelor degree in University of Exeter in economics and finance with industrial placement. For my industrial placement, I did a placement in Deloitte in London, working in technology consulting, specifically technology strategy and transformation. And upon returning to Exeter to do my final year, I joined the careers team as an employability ambassador, working with first and second year students to help them navigate their career recruitment process. So what grad jobs did you apply for when you were in your final year in 2021 or early 2020? And did you have a fixed idea of what sector or which employers you wanted to work for? So since I did my placement in Deloitte in London for my placement year, I had a fixed idea that I would like to return there. And even if it's not the same company uh, in terms of industry, it would definitely be consulting because I really liked it. In October, I was informed that the company wants to offer me a job, but they cannot give me the contract just yet because of COVID complications. So I had to basically wait until April next year to receive that contract. So for me, it was a lot of uncertainty, which also, of course, happens in the real world. But in terms of the types of job I would have applied for if I wouldn't have gotten that offer, I would have gone for the consulting, as I said. As a second choice, I would have gone for economics and finance industries because those are my background, basically, in terms of education. And in terms of the type of organization, at the start of my career, I would probably prefer personally to come back to a big firm which offers a lot of personal development opportunities and also opportunities for social engagement. Just to follow up a little bit, because I remember when you got the tech consulting placement at Deloitte, you kind of didn't really think you were that techie. You know, that's something that you grew to like. Can you explain a little bit about that, about having an open mind uh, to the type of work you do? Absolutely. So as I always say to people, take risks and get out of your comfort zone, because when I was searching for a placement, initially, I restricted myself to economics and finance because this is my degree. This is my work experience, the prior work experience. However, that opportunity just came up and it sounded so interesting. And as a person who had like zero technology background beforehand, I did absolutely fine because I had so much support from the firm. 
and it was so it, of course it was challenging but it was very interesting to learn to grow and now I get to have this chance to work in an industry which I like because I work primarily with finance uh, clients because of my prior background experience but at the same time I get to explore this exciting world of technology IT and also business so consulting for me is that optimal mix of something that I know and like something that I don't know as well and it's the type of job that really challenges me so that's what I enjoy on the daily basis. So Anna, there's a lot of talk about how difficult it is for an international student to find a graduate job in the UK. How did you find the recruitment process as an international student? So first of all, I would like to agree that indeed it is a challenging process for everyone, including international students. However, I always try to avoid generalizing recruitment process because it is so individual for everyone and just because someone had a specific experience it doesn't mean that you will have the same and vice versa of course as an international student i found the recruitment in the uk quite difficult because it consists of many stages but at the same time i found it interesting because it gives you that opportunity to sort of shine in different ways pass through all those different stages and show your profile in a variety of situations as well I always recommend international students like myself to take that opportunity to showcase that your international background is actually an advantage and how by hiring you the company can contribute to their diversity and inclusion goals and how your multiculturalism can also really add to the firm. So try to leverage that as your biggest advantage. I really like that, Anna, you know, using all of the skills and acknowledging all of the skills that you have as an international student and making them front and centre. The other thing that I like that you've said there is, you know, as you went through the recruitment process for different interviews, you got better at it. You yeah. know, that each experience, uh, you took learning from that, Would you, you took feedback from that. Would you say that's true? Absolutely, yes. And it is really important and it is also very important to fail because without failure, there's no success. So even if you do get rejected, if you fail to pass a stage, take a step back, learn from it and use that experience in your future. And maybe you will learn a lot of new skills and you will also reflect back and see where you're left. So you will have time to go back and fix that, you know, maybe learn a, a new skill or something. So absolutely, yes. Anna, a master's programme, as you well know, is an intense experience. So students at Exeter typically complete a 12 month or in some cases even a nine month master's. How would you advise students at Exeter to get the most out of their time here? So absolutely, my number one advice is to explore everything that the careers website and the careers team offers, because there are so many opportunities out there. There are so many workshops that you can attend. There are so many events that you can attend. So make sure that you explore that. Make sure you know what's out there and really take good use of those opportunities whilst you're part of the university, because uh, our careers team at Exeter is absolutely amazing and it is really the best. I understand as a former student myself that it is very challenging to do a full-time education and also do something on the side, especially if it's career related. 
but treat it as an investment into your future because it will really, really pay off. So try to stay in touch with the careers team, get to know your career advisor, and basically everyone is there to help you, so make use of that. In terms of the things that I did at Exeter, specifically I did the Exeter Award and Exeter Leaders Award, and that really stood out also in my CV, and it gave me a lot of experience to talk about. So even if you don't have the prior work experience, make sure you attend some of the workshops, make sure you attend events, make sure that you do these awards challenges, because not necessarily you need to have the work experience to talk about. If you just have an example of the skills which you showcase, the presentation that you did, and again, Exeter Award and Exeter Leaders Award are really good in terms of giving you those experiences to talk about during the interview. So what advice would you give master's students at Exeter specifically in terms of the recruitment process? So in terms of the recruitment process, my number one advice to everyone is always learn the STAR technique. I'm pretty sure you heard a lot about that, but I cannot recommend it enough because it's once you really get the hold of it, you can use it to answer pretty much every question. So make sure that you know what it is, make sure you practice and you really get yourself familiarized with what the STAR technique is. As I mentioned again, attend the workshops, attend the events, specifically careers fair, because University of Exeter is really good at organizing these networking events, the fairs. So make sure you go, make sure you network with employee representatives, and actually many workshops related to recruitment are organized by employers themselves. So you can have that opportunity to talk to them, to see some tips about the recruitment process specific to that company you're interested in, and to just get their experience as well to meet someone. And in terms of networking specifically, I would recommend talking to some maybe graduates who already did a job there or are currently employed there, because uh, then it can also help you to understand whether you really like the company, etc. But also when you're going for an interview, rather than giving a very generic answer that I applied because you're the top employer, you can say that I spoke to someone who works here, they told me X, Y, Z, and that's why it really motivated me. So make sure that you showcase that you did some research and you're just not randomly applying. And networking can really give you an advantage in terms of that. And just to delve a little bit deeper then, so what surprised you most about the application processes that you went through? Is there anything you really wished you had known beforehand? When I was applying before my first assessment centre, I only did one mock assessment centre and I think one mock interview. And that to me was not enough. So it impacted the way my first assessment centre went. It wasn't successful. And I wish if I would go back, I wish that I would attend a bit more mock events like that because they really give you the taste of what's to come and they put you at an advantage in the actual assessment center because you you wouldn't uh, really think that you would be that stressed but in reality it is quite a stressful event so that helps to prepare another thing that surprised me is the waiting time because when i applied i think in my second year august just before my second year i applied to goldman sachs and the reply was only in April, I think, the next year to proceed to the next stage. By then, I already had a job. So sometimes it takes really months for recruiters to reply. So you have to be patient. When they do get back to you, they typically give you five days to prepare and do the assessments. So make sure that you are adaptable 
make sure that you can manage your workload effectively to incorporate in that short time frame to prepare for the interview or whatever you need to do. Just a follow-up question on that. Students often ask me, you know, how much time they need to spend applying. And it is very time consuming, isn't it? What would you say about that? So my top advice would be to spend a bit more time on making fewer but higher quality applications as opposed to just sending hundreds of random ones. And in my experience and the experience of my peers, that never really worked out well. Because if you do send many, many random applications, you are not even sure whether this is the job you're looking for. And then everyone starts coming back to you and you need to go through all those stages for a job which you not necessarily even checked out what they offer on their job application. So make sure that you read through the recruitment process, make sure you know which process to expect and make sure that this is the job that you would really like to do and spend time on that. So it does take a lot of time. I agree, it is quite time consuming. That's why it's better to invest that time into something that you know is going to pay off and you know that you want to pursue as opposed to just, I wouldn't say spending time on hundreds of random applications. I would say wasting time because you could be doing something much more effective. So Anna, did you get any help from the careers team at Exeter? Oh, absolutely. I was probably the number one person <laughs> using the careers team. Uh, so I met up frequently with my careers mentor and she helped me to discuss the recruitment process to define my next steps. Also, I uh, attended several CV workshops to really tailor my CV to make sure that it is a top-notch CV to send to. I also talked to the employability ambassadors at the time, to those who worked in companies where I wanted to work. So I, as an employability ambassador myself, I would recommend reaching out to them because they can give you some advice which you won't necessarily hear or like see on the internet because it's a first-hand experience. So yes, as I already mentioned, make sure that you know your career's advisor, make sure that you stay in touch with your peers as well who go through the same process and make sure you're aware of uh, what careers team has to offer and use those opportunities. So rejection is part of the process for any graduate, really, Anna. Did you experience rejection? And if you did, how did you cope? Well, absolutely. Of course, I'm no exception. I experienced rejection multiple times. I was rejected at different stages as well. And probably my hardest rejection was the rejection after the assessment center. So already I passed all the stages that was uh, I was very close to getting an offer. And rejection is part of the process, as you said, and you need to remember that it's a great experience. Nonetheless, you need to learn from it, take a step back and reflect on what's gone wrong. And also, I didn't give up. I continued the job search. I continued, even though, of course, I admit it was hard. I continued going through other assessments at the same time for other employers. And in the end, I found a job which was much better for me than the one I was rejected from. So I was actually happy that I got rejected from there. And uh, that's a lesson learned because you never know the opportunities that expect you. So don't give up. And uh, in case you don't know what to do, go to your career advisor, talk to them. My career advisor really helped me because uh, we sat down 
and we redefined our next steps. So moving forward, what would I do? And uh, yeah, talk to your peers as well, because I'm pretty sure you're not the only one going through this and they can help you to go through this as well. What top tips then, Anna, would you give to any final year student or any master's student listening today? So as I already mentioned multiple times, I cannot recommend more. Get to know what's out there. In case you know that you have a specific area for development, maybe a specific skill that you need, go and attend a workshop, try to upskill yourself, try to talk to people who know how to go through the recruitment processes, whether it's someone from the careers team, whether this is your peer, whether this is an employability ambassador, or whether this is an alumni like myself. So make use of those contacts. Again, networking is a really big part of the job market. So make sure that you use the opportunities to meet people and dedicate your time to that because maybe you can find a job for networking. Maybe someone will introduce you to someone or they will refer you. So you just never know where that opportunity is lying ahead of you. Another top tip is make sure your CV is really up to date and it's in great shape. So spend time on making sure that your CV is good. Maybe uh, get multiple consultations because you're not going to get it right from the first time and understand what action verbs are. And because if you don't have a good CV, then passing through the initial stages of any recruitment process is practically impossible. So make sure that this is a good place to start. Again, in terms of the LinkedIn page, I always tell people that, especially when you get to in-person interviews, the interviewers always check your LinkedIn profile. So make sure that you have it in good shape as well. And uh, there are also workshops, which I attended, that help you with that in our careers team. And finally, you know, as I said, rejection is part of the process. So go in with the expectation that you will get rejected but be prepared to be agile, adaptable, and keep up. It is a tough process, but trust me, it will be rewarding in the end, and everyone has to go through it, so be positive. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining us today and for sharing your insights. You know, I know you graduated in 2021, so that's a couple of years ago now, but you're about to start working in Luxembourg for Deloitte, is that right? Yes, I'm about to start working for a full-time job in uh, Deloitte in Luxembourg in September, also in technology consulting in the same part of the firm, so technology strategy transformation. So yes, same job, but a different country. A different country. And, and so you're a great advertisement, really, for any international student who's looking for a job in the UK or, or elsewhere, you know, perseverance, hard work, commitment, you know, in pursuit of your goals is, is really evident in everything that you've done and said and the great advice that you've given. So um, thank you very much for joining us today. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message, hashtag careerzonepodcast at uoecareerzone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram, and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.